Welcome to the All About Feeling Good podcast, where I talk to people from all over Canada and we learn about their journey into a plant-based lifestyle. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode. Today I have with me Hilary Wood. How's it going? Good, how are you? Not too bad. Um, I'll just let you give us a quick introduction. Yeah, um, so my name is Hilary. I'm 26 years old. I was born in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, I'm born and raised, and I work full-time at a juice bar, and I also um, am president of a nonprofit vegan association that I helped found a few years ago called Veg PEI. We do things like put on potlucks and different kind of food events around PEI just to kind of open up Islanders' minds to the possibilities of plant-based living. Awesome, perfect. Let's get right into it. Uh, when did you adopt a plant-based lifestyle? I went vegetarian when I was 10, and then I went vegan when I was 20. So it took me 10 years to make the full switch to vegan, but I'm so glad I did. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, what made you go plant-based, and were there any doubts? So when I went vegetarian when I was 10, it was because I saw I was driving with my dad, and I saw um, a slaughterhouse truck with pigs in it. And one of the pig's tails was sticking out of the side. And I didn't know what the truck was. And I just told my dad, like, oh, look at the little pig's tail. It's so cute. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, all off to the slaughterhouse. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I remember where we were, what we were doing. I remember how I was sitting in the car. And I was just like, I'm not eating meat anymore. And he said, like, oh, yeah, whatever, okay. But I never did after that. Mm-hmm. Um and I just became this fiery little 10-year-old, <laughs> like, vegetarian activist. Yeah. And then when I was 20, I kind of realized that I was being a hypocrite for, like, you know, I was just kind of going halfway with being an animal advocate if yeah. I was just vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of ready to make the next step on the path. So I became vegan, and it just shifted my whole world upside down in the most positive, beautiful way. Mm-hmm. So I'm really thankful that... I kind of had that epiphany about it, and it made the switch. Awesome. I wish I had been earlier. But... Yeah, I know. That's what we all say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you initially go plant-based for health, environment, or was it ethical reasons? It was for ethical reasons. Um, and it's, uh, you know, ethical reasons is always at the forefront of it, but then also, you know, it's usually like you start somewhere, but then you realize, like, all of the possibilities with veganism. Mm-hmm. So you start with your ethics maybe, but then you realize all the health benefits and you realize the environmental um, consequences of animal agriculture world. So it all kind of, it all is very important to me right now, but it will always, you know, begin and end with ethics for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Previously, what was your food style? Um, before I went vegetarian, so I didn't eat a ton of meat. It was more so like McDonald's hamburger or Mm -hmm. like sometimes my mom would cut up like pork chops for me or like hot dogs. It was just like very, you know, every so often I would eat meat. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I went vegetarian, I hated cooking. I just kind of lived off like fries. I was one of those vegetarians. And I didn't care about food, nutrition, like none of that stuff. I didn't even like making toast. I hated it. So 
Um, it was pretty bad. I didn't care about food whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then when I went vegan, my whole world shifted, like I said, and um, I started getting really into food and nutrition. I even went to school for nutrition after that. Um, nice. I'm obsessed with like food systems and how they work. And, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. How did you feel after going plant-based? Were you affected physically or mentally after making that change, including any struggles? or? Um, it was all a very positive experience after I went vegan. Um, I don't remember what it was like when I stopped eating meat, but I'm sure there was not really much of a change because mm-hmm. I was so little, never really ate meat that much to begin with. Yeah, for sure. But when I went vegan, I'm, I noticed um, most of all mentally – it was like I just became like a nicer person. Mm-hmm. It was more like I saw the world differently and I saw humans differently. And as terrible as some humans may be, and when you're vegan, you kind of see humans differently in the way that you have a lot less hope yeah. about humankind. Mm-hmm, for sure. But when I went vegan, I treated people better. Um, not that I was a, no. a bitch to yeah, begin no, with, but sure. like. I treated people better than I used to when I was more forgiving and I was just more compassionate all around. So being compassionate for the animals just made me more compassionate for people as well. So I found that shift mentally um, was the biggest shift of all. Mm -hmm. Physically, um, I obviously did notice some changes, Mm -hmm. um, just like increased energy and not feeling bloated, I think was the biggest one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of mental shift was, was the best shift for me. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. How did it affect people around you, like your friends and family? So my mom has been vegetarian since she was 12. Okay. And so that was when people didn't even understand what vegetarianism was, right? Like she just kind of did it because she was obsessed with animals. And I always knew my mom was vegetarian, but it was never something she ever really talked about. It was just kind of the way she was. And I never really understood it in depth at all. So when I made the change when I was 10 to stop eating meat, she was automatically supportive because she had almost never ate meat her whole life. Um, So it was, I I was very, very, very fortunate um, when Mm. I stopped eating meat because I had a very supportive family. And... I, I know a lot of people don't have that, and that's really tough for kids who want to go vegetarian or vegan. Yeah. Um, if their parents don't understand or if they're not supportive, they can't do that, and that's really difficult. And so I feel very blessed that I had that. And when I went vegan, um, my family was just as supportive. We even raised my uh, sister vegetarian when she was born, so okay. that's really cool. Nice. She's never ate meat, yeah. Um, and my friends are great. They support me a hundred percent and most of my friends um they ate meat and now most of them are vegetarian okay um, w- transitioning to be vegan yeah which is really cool that's so awesome i find just like if you live by example and you're not just like shitty <laughs> yeah <laughs> people will like see the benefit in it yeah for yeah. sure mm-hmm. nice what would you say keeps you on this lifestyle um Definitely just the animals, I'm sure. That's what everyone has yeah, been saying so yeah. far. But um, sometimes it's really hard because 
uh, veganism already has this really negative stigma attached to it. So there's a lot of haters out there and they try to tear us down. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, um, animals are always um, is what going to is what's going to keep me going. And I think that, you know, having vegans around me and having um, animal activists, you know, in the community, that's such a, such, such a help, just even like mental health wise, because mm -hmm, as a sure. vegan, you already feel so alone. Mm -hmm. And so if you have that kind of community around you and you're supportive, that also keeps me on the lifestyle as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's always for the animals and what's happening with them is not fair and it's cruel. And no matter, you know, who tries to stop us or me, like, I will always just forge ahead. Yeah. Despite the haters. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Always going to be haters, eh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite meals and snacks? Oh, I have lots of those. <laughs> um, my favorite meal is probably rice noodles with peanut sauce. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. Yeah. I just love any kind of noodles yeah. with any kind of sauce. Um, snacks, I love bananas, but only if they're ripe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a yellow banana hater. <clears throat> what else? Man, I'm blanking on this one. That's right. Um, <laughs> grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah. I love grilled cheese with like mushrooms and onions. Um, and like baked bacon and chili mayo. Nice. That's it. Always like one we go to a lot. Yeah. What's your chili mayo? Is that we buy? You make yourself? Yeah, we buy like the vegan mayo, and then we put sriracha and like cinnamon and paprika and oh. maple syrup. And it's nice. So damn good. Yeah. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah. yeah we have some in the fridge, so. Oh okay. <laughs> cool. Mm -hmm. Um. What tips and tricks would you have for people interested in trying a plant-based lifestyle? The first thing I would say to people is to just go easy on yourself and to not try to do it all at once. It's If you don't do it in a way that's kind of safe and easy, then it's not going to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. So just take baby steps. And if you mess up, don't, don't think that like all is lost, right? Like just, yeah. you know, um, get back into it and you'll get better and better um and also just if i find a lot of people are like oh i really miss you know shepherd's pie and it's like all you gotta do is go to google and put shepherd's pie vegan just yeah. take vegan on the end of any of your recipes and there's always going to be one that comes up yeah that's... there's always a way to veganize any dish yeah um so yeah i would just say go easy on yourself um everyone's on a path everyone's on different parts of that path and it's pretty daunting to um, feel like you have to be all or nothing right away, but you do not have to be all or nothing right away. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's really important for people to know because that's just... Yeah. yeah Everybody's different. They all come from different places. And, exactly. Um, some people can go vegan right off the bat. Yeah. And some people takes years. Exactly. And yeah. no matter where you are, it's totally fine. And I think yeah. that other vegans should be super accepting of those people. Yeah, for sure. It takes them a bit longer. It's about your journey there and just being aware and informing yourself, right? Yep. Exactly. Instead of just, you know, making a wall somewhere and just not yep. going forward with it. Yep. Exactly.
Um, for the final question, do you see a plant-based world in the future, and how do you think we can make that happen? I definitely see a plant-based world in the future. Um, I was reading the statistic that, you know, like a few weeks ago, and it said uh, veganism has increased 600% in the past four years, the oh, population yeah. of vegans, mm-hmm. and that is, like, absolutely significant like yeah, that's not sure. something that just can be ignored it's not just some trendy thing that's going to go away in a year it's a lifestyle shift mm-hmm. that you know millions of people are making so if it continues to grow at the rate that it has been the past few years like we're going to see a more and more and more vegan world yeah for sure um definitely and i think um how can we make that happen I feel like just, you know, to not lose hope is the biggest thing mm-hmm. as a vegan and to also be welcoming to others, like we were mentioning, like on that path, wherever they are, like yeah. meet them there and help them. Yeah. Um, just so it's not as daunting for them. As long as, like, us as vegans stay open-minded and let people find their path their own way, I think that we're going to see people who can make that change more sustainably and long-term mm, yeah which for will sure therefore create a new world yeah yeah totally awesome <laughs> well that's it for this episode thank you very much for uh taking part in this podcast thank you and um if you ever come across anybody that would want to spread the message in this form uh, let me know and have yourself a nice day you too <laughs>
when his research showed strong correlations between animal protein and cancer. He was one of the lead scientists of the China Cornell Oxford Project, which challenged his strong beliefs about milk and its positive health effects. He has coined a well-known term, WFPB, whole food plant-based, and he prefers the holistic approach towards nutrition rather than the reductionist point of view because he finds that a food offers more than its individual nutrients. He has worked as a senior science advisor to the American Institute for Cancer Research and sits on the advisory board of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Campbell was featured in the documentaries Forks Over Knives, Vegucated, and Plant Pure Nation, the latter of which was produced by Campbell's son, Nelson Campbell. The two also teamed up for the famous E. Cornell plant-based nutrition certification program that includes presentations by 25 well-educated experts. His books are The China Study, Whole, and The Low-Carb Fraud. And his website is nutritionstudies.org. Next, we have Caldwell Esselstyn, who has an MD. You could call Dr. Esselstyn one of the prime fathers of this movement and a pretty famous plant-based doctor as well. He is also exactly as old as Campbell and still going strong too. Dr. Esselstyn is a heart disease expert who treated ex-president Bill Clinton in 2010 and has reversed countless people's coronary artery issues ever since. His program advocates a very low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet that doesn't just cut out all animal products, but also oils, as well as nuts, seeds, and avocados. One of his famous sayings is this, My message is clear and absolute. Coronary artery disease need not exist. And if it does, it need not progress. It is my dream that one day we may entirely abolish heart disease, the source of the affluent modern West, along with an impressive roster of other chronic illnesses. Dr. Esselstyn's advice is also likely to prevent strokes, hypertension, obesity, osteoporosis, adult onset diabetes, and possibly senile mental impairment. His work has been featured in the well-known documentaries Forks Over Knives and What the Health. He has one book called Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease and his website is www.dresselston.com. Next we have John A. McDougall who has an MD Dr. McDougall is the doctor who most vocally destroys the myths surrounding high-carbohydrate diets. His message is that the main source of your calories should come from potatoes, rice, corn, and beans, accompanied by vegetables and fruits. 
Similarly to Dr. Esselstyn, he doesn't allow too much fat from nuts and avocados. The American physician, born 1947, came to his conclusions while working with different generations of people on the big island of Hawaii in the 1970s and watching the younger people getting fatter and sicker when adopting a meat-rich western-style diet. Some of his famous sayings are, it's the food, the fat you eat is the fat you wear, as well as, throughout human history, all large, successful populations of people have obtained the bulk of their calories from starch. To be fair, Dr. McDougall refuses to be called a vegan doctor because he wants to emphasize the importance of eating starches. He's also known for his rejection of supplements with the exception of vitamin B12 because he has found them having side effects during his research. McDougall has created a 10-day live-in program based in Santa Rosa, California and offers a lot of free information on his website, including a regular newsletter. He is a founder of Dr. McDougall's Right Foods, an advisory board member of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Dr. McDougall is known for the documentaries Forks Over Knives, Food Choices, What the Health, and Eating You Alive, as well as discussing a low-fat, starch-based diet on television, or debating people like Dr. Atkins live on Nutrition and Health. Dr. McDougall offers an online starch solution certification program with 19 lectures. His books are The Starch Solution, The Healthiest Diet on the Planet, and The McDougall Program. His website's www.drmcdougall.com. Well, that's it for today. I'll have part two of the plant-based doctors at the end of the next episode. Hope you guys liked it. Till next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you guys want to donate, there's a Patreon link down below in the description box. If you don't mind, please leave a comment as it helps us grow and spread the message. Hope you like this one and tune in for next week's episode and have a great day.